Colossians chapter 1, and I'll read from verse 3. We give thanks to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. I want you to take note of that, which has come to you as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Go now to verse 21. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Let's stop there first. This morning, very briefly, because of time, we'll be looking at the hope of the gospel. The hope of the gospel. The good news of the kingdom that we have been talking about actually comes to us with hope. Hallelujah. It carries an element in it that is called hope. It is a message that brings hope. Amen. And we need to understand that. In this hopeless world, where many people's hearts are failing them, the world needs men and women can convey to them the hope that the gospel offers. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. As you can see in our world today, hopelessness is increasing. The rich, the poor, the educated are not so educated. The young, the old, everyone in this world 
needs hope. Hallelujah. And I want you to take that very seriously. Even people you see laughing, chatting, a number of people deep within, they carry a sense of hopelessness, not knowing what comes tomorrow. Again, this is where the gospel becomes very, very relevant. Don't present a gospel that does not offer hope for people, regardless of where they are and what situation they have. Hallelujah. And the more we approach this end time, the more the sense of hopelessness will increase because of the things going on in the world. Turn with me to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. In Luke chapter 21, the scripture has this to tell us. Luke 21. I'm going to read from uh, verse 25. And there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the wave roaring. I'm sure events around us, even in the last year plus, will tell us that truly there is distress of nations. I know some nations have been affected more than the other. And that has created a sense of hopelessness in many whether we realize it or not. Every day you hear of one sad news or the other. And there is that sense of hopelessness many people carry, not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for their lives, individual lives. I'm not even just talking about the general things happening now, even at individual lives. I mean, at the level of individual lives. And people need a word of hope. And that's why when we talk about carrying, taking the gospel to the nations, we are actually saying that we are to be the voice of hope to the nations. We are to bring hope to the nations. Do you understand that? Because in the gospel is hope. And I will tell you the dimension of hope 
of hope that we are talking about the dimensions of it. Let's go to, let's continue that reading. Men's heart fell in there from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Just link that with the Hebrews 12 that my wife read. Hallelujah. So these are realities in our world. Even if some people don't believe the Bible, but this is a reality that we are seeing in our time. It's, it's a prophetic world, and we are seeing this fulfilled life in our time. But should we then fold our hands and say, well, that's the way it's going to be? No. We have an instrument in our hands that carries hope. You will meet people who will express their hopelessness to you. And if you are a believer and you find yourself in the midst of hopelessness, you also need this message. Because the gospel, the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ brings hope to us. Amen. Amen. Then let's move on to look at what then is hope according to the scriptures. What is hope according to the scriptures? It is the inner guarantee. of a great and exciting future that is worth looking forward to. Hallelujah. It's an inner assurance of a future that is certain. Are you following me? That is what living for. Hallelujah. Because the hopelessness is exactly the opposite. Not seeing something exciting in the future to live for. There are things I will have said, but I don't want to go into them this morning. But just take note of this. It is catching a vision of a glorious ending, even in the midst of a difficult and challenging time. Hallelujah. If you can see a glorious ending to a difficult and challenging situation, even though you are not quite there, the challenges are still there, are still there, then that is what we call hope. Hallelujah. 
It is different from the way the world sees hope, something that may or may not be. But for this, in the scriptures, what is called hope is certain, is definite. It is bound to happen. Hallelujah. And that is what the scripture gives us. The certainty of a glorious future. That is what looking forward to with excitement in our hearts. Is that definition clear to us? No one can live life without hope, without genuine hope. And that's the truth about it. Hopelessness takes zest out of life. It takes enthusiasm and passion out of life. And it is known, as you will know too, you don't have to be a professional to agree with this, that it is an underlying cause, hopelessness I'm talking about, is an underlying, it's one of the main underlying factors in most cases of suicide that you hear about. Amen. Even in violence, aggression against others, hopelessness can bring it, isn't, isn't it true? And living a chaotic and irresponsible life, hopelessness can bring that because you don't see anything meaningful for the future. Why can't you just waste your life now? Are you getting the point I'm making? But the gospel, the gospel gives us hope, guarantees us a future that no matter how challenging today is, no matter how difficult this storm is, there is that glorious ending to it all. And I'm speaking to you, even as I'm speaking now. I don't know what you are going through, but the reality is that if you believe in the hope that the scripture, the gospel brings, you will rejoice even in your current circumstances. Amen. And quickly, because of our time, what are the before I go to the hope that the gospel brings, what are the characteristics of this hope that we are talking about? Because the Bible tells us the characteristics of this hope. Turn with me quickly to First Peter. Let's go to First Peter. I think First Peter would would be a good place to start from. First Peter chapter one, verse three says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us, that is giving us new birth, again, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The first thing you see there is that the hope that we are talking about is living. It's a living hope. Hallelujah. It is a hope that is eternal in nature. It is living. It is eternal in nature. Not just that, other translations say lively hope. It is not just that it has, it is living, it is life-giving. It infuses life. It impacts life. It brings zest into life. Passion into living. Hallelujah. It's a lively hope. Living hope. Lively hope, life inspiring hope. Hallelujah. That's the first thing I want you to understand in this. If we can truly grasp this, there's something it does to you. It gives you life, it gives you purpose in life, it energizes you from within. Amen. That's the first thing I want you to see. Amen. The second thing about this hope is that it is sure and steadfast. It is sure, it is certain. Like I told you, it is not maybe or maybe not. It is something that is certain. It is definite. And it is set steadfast. It's not fleeting. It's not fickle. Hallelujah. Therefore, it is reliable. If it is something fleeting, fickle, then you say, well, how can I depend on that? But the scripture tells us that no, it is sure, it is steadfast. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. In Hebrews chapter 6, if you go down quickly, to verse 19, it says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul. I'll come that, to that later. Both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Sure and steadfast. Sure and steadfast. Because it is sure, it is steadfast. Amen. Amen. Just as sure as the resurrection of Christ is. And his enthronement right in the presence of God the Father. Hallelujah. At the right hand of majesty. Just as sure as it is, brothers and sisters, the hope that the gospel brings is sure it is steadfast. You can rely on it. You can put your life on that hope. 
Because it is reliable, the third thing you see is that it is an anchor. It's an anchor for the soul. It stabilizes your heart from panic, from fear, from worrying. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It, it offers an anchor for the soul. It doesn't, you know the reason for the anchor? The anchor is to hold the sheep, isn't it? The wind may, the, 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 the turbulence may blow here and there, but it holds it. An anchor is something you can hook onto. Amen. So it doesn't remove the external forces, but it gives you stability even in the midst of the upheavals in our world. Brothers, we have a weapon in our hand. We have such a sure weapon in our hand, and I can give you testimonies. Hallelujah. Do you know that even when people are old or maybe not so old and they are confronting death, do you know that there, there is a sense of hopelessness that many people carry? I'm sure my wife has given an example, a testimony here before. About such instances where a word of this gospel of hope came at that right time. Are you following me? And there was peace in the heart of the individual. Even though it was as though they were healed of the problem, they lived in peace thereafter, knowing that their heart is, is secure in an eternity that before then they didn't know about. Are you getting the point? They said it themselves. Not that my wife went back to ask. So since that day you spoke that, peace. Are you getting the point? I will meet many people like that. I'm not saying everyone will be healed, but everyone can, everyone can die with hope. Are you following me? Everyone can approach, even when it is dead, with hope, great hope. Brothers and sisters, we carry an important weapon in our hands. It's an anchor. Because of the surety of what it promises. Brothers, I think we will be we will be wicked to, we, to, to withhold the gospel from people when we know they need it in the midst of hopelessness. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that you present the word to people who don't want to listen to you, but those who want to give you their ears and say, look, talk to me. Brothers and sisters, talk to them. You may be giving something that no one else can give. Amen. Amen. We want to see ourselves as a church, even as we carry 
the gospel to the nations. We want to see ourselves as voices of hope. Amen. You see yourself as a voice of hope. Yesterday, I was in a prayer meeting, and when I saw the trend of the meeting, God just said, you know, I was taking the last bit of it. God just said, enough, the prayer that I've been praying, I know. Give a word of hope now. Don't lead another set of prayers. Just give people assurance of hope regarding the things that they are praying for. I abandoned every other prayer point God has, I had prepared to, 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 to lead, rather, and then brought that word of hope. Hallelujah. I want you to see yourself in the midst of the chaos going on in our world as carrying a gospel that brings hope. Hallelujah. Whether that is in the midst of believers or to the world out there. Are we getting this point? We have a great weapon in our hand. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are not getting the point I'm making. Are you are you following this this morning? Yes. Yes, sir. The number four point, or is it five now? I can't, I don't even know of, of the attribute of this hope. Four, is that it never disappoints. It doesn't put to shame. The ending of it is always glorious. It doesn't disappoint. Someone to read for me, Proverbs 23, verse 18. Then I'll open to another passage of the Bible. Proverbs 23, verse 18. Whoever has found that first can read it. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. There is a hereafter. There is something beyond now. Hallelujah. That is what hope is about. It gives you something to look forward to beyond the immediate. In fact, no matter how good the immediate is, God wants us to still live in the expectation of a more glorious day ahead. Hallelujah. Because as we have told us before, the plan of God is always from glory to glory. The purpose of God for our lives is always from glory to glory. And for any other person at all, even if they have not known him, God has a great plan for them. There is a hereafter. Talking about a future. Maybe I will ask another person to read another translation for me. And your hope, your hope, which another translation with your expectation, your eager expectation, they won't be cut off. They will not be cut off. Amen. If that hope is anchored in the, in the gospel, 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, it will not be cut off. Hallelujah. Amen. You will see your desires met and fulfilled according to the promise of the scriptures for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brothers, Christianity is not a hopeless religion. It's a hope-inspiring faith. Hallelujah. Amen. And we will talk about it briefly as to the dimensions, which I can't go into, but I will just mention it so that you can then go and do a study of this. I won't want to challenge all of us listening to me now or those who are yet listening to me, go and look at what the scripture says about the hope of the gospel. It will enhance your Christian life a great deal. And it will help you in bringing hope, encouragement to others in lifting others up from a state of hopelessness. Hallelujah. Amen. Can somebody read that translation? The, that verse for me from another translation. I'm already in another passage of the Bible, which I want to read. Your future is bright. Your filled... future is bright. My brother, uh, stop there a little. Your future is bright. Is that not what we are talking about? There is light ahead of you. And God is saying that to someone here amongst us. You are in a dungeon of hopelessness. And I'm talking specifically to somebody now. And God said, your future is bright. Your future is bright. Your future is glorious. There is sunshine at the end of the road for you. This cloud will pass. And the sun will rise for you again. And it will shine again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Go on, my brother. Your future is bright and filled with a living hope. That will you, never fade away. Can you see that? And fit with a living hope. Can you see where we were taught coming from? Can you see how the scripture is being linked together? It takes scripture to interpret scriptures. And it will never fade away. This living hope will never fade away. Can you see where the shorty of it is? The steadfastness of it is? It will never fade away. Am I speaking to someone this morning? Yes. Don't despair. Don't give up. Your future is bright. That's a prophetic word this morning for somebody. Amen. Amen. Let's go to this passage which I've already opened to, then we'll come back to another passage that is just coming to my heart now. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, of course, through the preaching of the gospel, 
we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5 from verse 1. Through whom also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Can you see that? The same gospel that has brought us into peace with God gives us something to look forward to. The hope of glory. The glory of God. And I will explain that later. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. That is, we rejoice in, in tribulation. In troubles. Knowing, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. This is the point I'm, I'm going to. Now hope does not disappoint. This hope we are talking about does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who he has given us. Amen. I will have asked another translation of it, but I don't want to because of time. This hope does not disappoint. Because it does not disappoint, it inspires joy, isn't it? Mm. When you know that whatever you are going through is temporary. It's temporary. It's not, and there is something ahead of you. No matter how difficult the situation is, you can rejoice, isn't it? It may not be a happy experience, but the hope we are talking about, the fifth point I'm making, is that it inspires joy, even in the midst of trouble. Because it is producing something. It is outworking something. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is what the gospel brings to us, brothers and sisters. If you know that this is not going to be the end of the road for you, hopelessness makes you to think the end, this is the end of the road. It doesn't offer you opportunity to see another way out. But hope gives you a, a clear view of a future that is worth waiting for, living for. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of tribulation or serious trouble. That hope, it doesn't disappoint. The period of waiting is to make you a better person. Hallelujah. Amen. It is not to destroy you. It is to make you a better person. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. This is what the gospel brings to us. And I want us to carry a gospel to people that know, that will make them to know that they have hope, regardless of where they are, regardless of what they have been through, regardless of what they are going through, let's carry a gospel that offers hope to our generation. Let's be the voice of hope that our generation is looking for. Hallelujah. Who is reading Jeremiah 29, verse 11 for me, please? 
For I know the thoughts that I for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. Thank you, Luce. You're welcome. I know the thought that I think towards you. Thought of good and not of evil. To give you an expected end. I want you to read, I want someone else to read another translation of that for me. Because it, it now brings it to the hope that we are talking about. Anyone else with a different translation? I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Ah, that is great. That's the word I'm looking for. Plan to give, I have it all planned out. The gospel helps us to know that our life is not actually all about us. It brings God into the equation for our life. That's the gospel that we carry. Oh, because of my time, I may have to stop anywhere here. But the point I'm making this morning is this. The future, to give you the future that you long for, you badly desire. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. The gospel guarantees that our expectation concerning life, our desires concerning life, as long as they are in line with the plans and purpose of God for you, they will be accomplished. That's the gospel that we have. That future you are struggling to achieve, and it looks as if it's a dead end. God says, don't worry. If you leave it in my hand, I have it all planned out. Let's take a gospel to the people that will help them to see that God has a, bra a brilliant plan for them, much more than they are thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. If they have come to the end of themselves, then they should give God room. Are you following me? To show them the way out. Because there's a way out in God. There is something planned in the heart of God for us. And that's what the gospel brings to every man. So that everyone will know that in Christ Jesus, God has a plan for you. You get this point I'm making? And I want to, because of time, I want to close here. I thought I could go and elaborate more on this hope of the gospel. But like I said, I'm giving you an, an assignment. You go and look at it. What was the, what hope does the gospel offers? Does it offer rather? What hope does it offer? Amen. Amen.
Let me round up with this interesting verse, just a little verse there. Turn with me to Jeremiah, that book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, chapter 31. And there are many people who will be in this situation, not necessarily exactly the same thing, but there are many people who are crying, who are weeping in their hearts to whom God will be sending us to bring a word of hope. Just as that hope has ignited zest for life in us, we can also carry the same to others. Let's take it this way. I will continue from there. But by the way, I hope you remember that from 1 Corinthians 13 verse 13, it was talking about the three pillars of a fulfilled Christian life. And what are they? Huh? Hope, faith, and love. These three, but the greatest of them is love. But what we are simply talking about is it is impossible to have faith without hope. Hallelujah. Hope is the precursor for faith. Is the ingredient that faith requires to try. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, do you understand that? Nobody can operate and move in faith without hope. We'll talk about that another day. And you remember that in that same First Corinthians 13, I don't know the verse there, maybe around verse 7. Talks about hope being an expression of love. Love hopes all things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Love is hopeful. Doesn't give up on anyone. Amen. So, hope is central to the life of faith that God has called us to. As I round up here, Jeremiah 31. In Jeremiah 31 from verse 15, thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. It may not necessarily be children. It may be other things that have, other things that have brought hopelessness to people. But look at what the Lord is saying. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work will be rewarded says the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know that there are people who feel I'm not being appreciated. There's no reward for me. Nothing is working for me. Everything I do is in vain. No one appreciates me. God said your work will be rewarded. Your work will be rewarded. Hallelujah. Your work will be rewarded. And they shall come back from the land of the enemy. The gospel that we are talking about offers hope of restoration, regardless of what has been lost. Hallelujah. John 10.10 10 says, the thief does not come but to, but 
to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Life in all of its fullness. Hallelujah. The gospel that we are talking about offers hope of restoration, regardless of loss that people have incurred. It may be loss of time, loss of things. The gospel brings hope of restoration. There is hope. Look at verse 17. I like it. There is hope in your future, says the Lord. There is hope in your future. There is hope in your future. Your future is bright, like that translation said. That is the message we have. That no matter what state people are, we can tell them there is hope. There is hope. There is hope in your future. Even you listening to me, even as Christians, there is hope for your future. There is something you can depend upon. For so the scripture says. In the area of losses, you will see restoration. Is it lost time? God will give you a restoration. Of the years that the locusts, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, the canker worm, they are eating. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Only a message of hope can lift this kind of person being pictured here from where they are. And that is the hope that the gospel brings to us. Bow down your heads as we talk to God this morning. Why not pray for yourself? Even as you go back to look specifically at the hope of the gospel. Or when we have time to look at it together, because God may bring this back again. Why not pray that the Lord will revive your heart. The Lord will strengthen your faith, your love towards him and your love towards others, even through the hope that the gospel brings. Thank God for calling you to this lively hope. that deals with both the matters of this life and the matters of life to come. Hallelujah. Pray that God will also raise you to be a voice of hope to someone who is going through trouble, who is going through difficulties. Pray that the Lord God Almighty will make you a voice of hope. Even to this generation, In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs>